0: Hey, welcome to Flipping the Field, the college football podcast about the World Cup. I'm Patrick Mayhorn. I'm joined by my co-host and uh, international world champion Ryan Donnelly. Um, Ryan, uh, what's up, man? It's it's been a uh, it's been a big couple of days for you.
1: It's been a big couple of days. Um, I was so happy the boys were able to bring home the cup for me. Uh, I know a lot of the country has been talking about my presence here and just just really buzzing. They heard that B1G underscore Ryan, ARG underscore Ryan was um, was counting on the guys to bring him some sports happiness for the first time and. Uh <laughs> you know, quite a few years. Yeah. I have been walking through the woods, I have been suffering. Um, and I have found a people that are just shockingly Ohioan in their nature. Okay. Um uh, uh, down here in South America. And we'll talk about this, Patrick, because you and I are gonna do some World Cup talk at the end of this podcast.
2: Yeah.
1: Um, and I have some World Cup writing coming uh on the on the website as well. Um, but we're gonna do a little bowl game content first. But I, I have some I have some grand celebrations at La Scaloneta, the section, etc. Uh, coming at the end of this, and I'll be doing that classic Spanglish everyone loves to hear from a white guy all the time. The, oh yes, the whole the whole session too. I bet a, I um, bet
0: especially down there they really love that that from you. Um, uh, listen, they probably, I'll be it, honest. It, I
1: do actually speak
0: Spanish. Like you can roast me if you want. Uh, I it's probably kind I of am, endearing. Like to hear it's sort of like how we how we hear various accents here in this country. Like it's it's probably kind of endearing to hear it.
1: If people look at me, that kind of like I'm a puppy sometimes. Like people think yeah. it's very amusing, especially that like it's it, like. It, they see Brazilians all the time here. They don't really like Brazilians, which is hard to blame them. They suck.
2: Yeah.
1: Um, <laughs> but, uh, you know, like they don't, there's not a ton of, uh, they, and also, I should clarify, by the way, uh, I do not call myself an American down here. They really don't like that. No one okay. in South America does. Yeah. Uh, you're supposed to call yourself a shunky in, in the local <laughs> accent or a Yankee, if you were saying it okay. uh, like a white guy. Yeah. Um, because, you know, the phrase is like, uh total somos Americanos we're all Americans like you know which is they're correct they're they're right like
2: yeah,
1: yeah. <laughs> I mean they're not wrong but then I have to explain we don't really have a word for it you know I go back and forth on this several times a year yeah yeah, um, you're, you're
0: supposed to explain when you introduce yourself to anybody down there, you're supposed to explain that you personally don't believe it. It's just that your ancestors moved there in the 40s. It's not your fault. Um, you have to, <laughs> I have like to, to say I'm out. one
1: of the good ones every yeah. time. Yeah.
0: You know? <laughs> yeah. yeah, no, you have to understand. I have the good beliefs. You, you don't yeah. You're you judging me the wrong way. Um, yeah, so we're uh, we're going to do that. Uh, and by we, I mean, of course, you, and then I'm just going to kind of sit here and play on my phone. Um, in the back half of this episode, so for those of you who are only interested in uh, college football, uh, you can you can listen here to the, the front half as we trudge through um, the, uh, the streets of Manhattan, walking through blood and bone, looking for literally anything to talk about from these bowl games. Uh, this shit sucks. This is not good. Mm-hmm. Um, I've watched uh, two bowl games. <laughs> We're going to talk about those two bowl games, and that's going to be about it for the games that have happened. Um, and then we are going to preview here through the... We're recording this on the 20th, so Eastern Michigan and uh, San Jose State and Liberty Toledo are not going to get previews. Um, I'm sure that we're all... Very sad about that. We're all very, very uh, very upset that those games are not going to get previewed here, but uh, they're not. We're going to go through um, Wednesday's game, Thursday's game, Friday's game, Saturday, and then Monday, December the 26th, uh, which is the big game that everybody's been looking forward to, the Quick Lane Bowl, Um, and we're going to cut it off there, and then we will be back next week on the free show talking about um, the bowl games up through uh playoff time and then I'm going to guess we're probably going to do something specific for the playoff I would assume um we've not we've not planned that out beforehand but that would be uh, usually yeah, we're, we're going to work on it. We're, it. we're, yeah. <laughs> we'll, we'll figure it out. Um, but, uh, that's, that's what we're planning here. And then once we are, uh, done with the shitty college football that we don't want to talk about this sport that we hate so much, uh, we can talk about a real sport, which is, uh, soccer, which is the world cup. We can talk about something that, uh, everybody's here for the thing that they all want to hear from us, which is of course the world cup. Um, so, Ryan, uh, before we start here, we should probably tell people uh, where they can use their money, their hard-earned money to, to buy things, to purchase things. Um, and the first website is, of course, midfield.com. There are two websites on the internet right. you can go to to spend your money. The first is meetatmidfield.com. You can spend twelve yeah. ninety nine a month there, or you can spend a, a larger amount of money on the annual subscription, and that will get you premium posts, premium podcasts, including podcasts from this, this here show, um, as well as other uh, shows which we we reportedly we do have other shows and you can look into those as well. I'm not going to tell you about them. Um, and then also the the crown jewel, which is the message board, the uh, the we Know ball message board. You can get over there and you can know ball if you want to know ball. You just got to get on the message board. Um, it's uh, it's good. It's extremely good. Even around the holiday season where you got a lot of people sort of off doing their own thing, we've still got all sorts of posters. We've got all sorts of hard dick warriors on there. They're going nuts. They're talking about all sorts of stuff. They're talking about uh, the best Ohio State poster on Twitter and the things that he's up to. They're talking about Kirk Barton. They're talking about things that aren't Ohio State related. It's hard to believe, but they're doing it. Um, and folks, the only way that you can get in on that and on the premium podcast, I'm going to have a Q&A, just a solo Q&A coming up on that feed here sometime soon. Um, the only way you can do it is by going to midfield.com and subscribing for $12.99 a month. It's uh, content and you can buy it. And that's uh, advisable. That's what I would do if I was in your shoes. If you're looking for what I would yeah. do, I would buy a subscription to meet at
1: And it's also Patrick, correct me if I'm wrong on this. I do believe we are also the first cultural website to offer uh, um, ketamine therapy as part of our subscription costs as well. We are yeah. offering guided ketamine therapy to all of our subscribers, which yeah. we will be launching very soon. Yeah. Um,
0: it's interesting that, that you does say, rec- offer yeah. is a really interesting way to say it because it is mandatory. <laughs> it is not, it's not just, I mean, you can we can we can say that it's offered, but you you're gonna have to do it. It's it's you know it's part of the initiation essentially. It's kind of hazing. It's kind of how we haze when you come onto the forum.
1: Yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, and like, and when you say hazing, like we do also say some really nasty things to you while you're in the K hole and really trying yeah. to work those deep into your subconscious. And yeah, and we do that not because we don't like you or because we don't think you. Um, you know you're a good guy or that we want to just take more of your money Speak but rather yourself. it's because we want you to be a better fan I mean, we do think that but it's not why we're yeah. doing it. It's because <laughs> we want you to be a better fan <laughs> it's because really you know we need to create more of the fans in our image and, yeah. and you know people are saying oh patrick and ryan have created a nasty little army of of cultural obsessed freaks who are rude to other reporters and and you know what that's yeah that's what we're trying to do here that's this project
0: yeah yeah we need it's it's time to make college football reporters sort of just afraid of being online. They shouldn't be on here they they don't belong on here. These people are not Mm-mm. internet warriors. they don't know what they're doing. They're not living in their mom's basement. And they're not welcome here. They're not welcome on the internet. This is ours, and we're taking it back. Um, yeah, we do sort of do like an Eric Andre style thing where we all, uh, all of the writers here at meet at midfield, we sort of gather, we around you and we, we lock arms and then we just yell nightmare at you over and over again. <laughs> um, and, uh, a lot of people have said that it worked really well for them. A lot of people have said it's actually, uh, if I'm reading a, a direct review here, it says uh, better than therapy. So I, I don't, I don't know. I mean, you can, you can take my word for it or you can take the word of, uh, you know, those loony doctors. And uh, I know I know what I would do personally. Um, Ryan, if people want to spend their money, but they don't uh, want to mm-hmm. be tortured, or maybe they already have been tortured and they just don't have, they, you know, you can't buy the subscription twice unless you really want to. You can technically. Um, where else could they do that? Where, where is the other website on the internet they can spend money?
1: Yeah, that's right. It's homefieldapparel.com, which is also, I believe, the only college football internet, uh, uh, you know, kind of apparel vendor um, that is also doing ketamine therapy.
0: <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And they they, and they they don't they don't sell it, they're just doing it. They're just they're just partaking. Yeah. yeah. Well and that's what we've heard. We have uh we have an inside source close to the
1: <laughs> close to the production team who uh, may or may I have connections to meet at midfield as well and uh she or they uh is, is giving us a lot of information about you know what exactly the you know the legend known as Con- home field connor is doing to his employees and yeah. um we'll just say there's some content about that in the off season just just keep your your eyes ears open for that yeah. because it's so wonderful what he's doing and, mm-hmm. and, and kind of the things he's doing for them and we're gonna do an expose on how much of a sweetie he is uh <laughs> and how and how <laughs> and how great his college football apparel has been so you guys didn't expect that huh you didn't see this twist coming yeah. after months of me making fun of Homefield apparel despite them paying us money yeah you guys you guys didn't see that
0: one come down the pike, huh? Yeah, well, that's I, right. It's, I, it's- I hear that the CIA is actually planning very soon to declassify a bunch of information about how much of a sweetie Connor is, and that's that's really yeah. It's just, it's good to see you know it's good to see a government uh, agency officially recognize how much of a sweetie the people over at Home Field are. Um, it's uh, it's about damn time. That's what I say. That's that's uh, yeah. you know it's uh, we you know unlo- they, unlock unlock it- the the declassified information. We need to know how much of a sweetie he is.
1: In fact, he's so much of a sweetie that we heard for their holiday party, their musical guest is going to be so weedy. Hmm? Uh-huh. You heard about mm. this? Mm. You seen
0: this? You heard about this? Boy, that would be a that would be a really bad place to be, I think. That- <laughs> <laughs> I'll, I'll be honest with you. I don't think I would enjoy imagine being this. at that party.
1: Imagine <laughs> imagine your home field apparel employee. Uh-huh. You're in you're in the you're in the clothing mines in Indianapolis. Uh, you know, you're wearing a, a cute little uh fleece hoodie that you your yeah. girlfriend has purchased for you. Yeah. Uh, because she wants to support your work. Mm-hmm. Um and you show up to the holiday party, um, you're drinking some kind of Indiana based liquor. I don't, I don't know what they make over there, probably Probably some really bad kind of vodka uh, that you can. you're probably, probably have some gin distillery downtown. You can buy gin from. I'll, I'll look up a name of. Yeah. Let's look up a name of an Indiana. I, most of Google, most, Indiana. I, I
0: believe, most of the actual places and businesses in Indianapolis are various <laughs> sort of distilleries that are each meant to kind of kill you. I, I think that it's yeah. all sort of assisted suicide businesses that they've got down there. <laughs> yeah, you're drinking some gin from a famous Indianapolis company that we know and love, Eighth Day
1: Distillery. And it's a free advertising from us. Yeah. um And you're you're drinking their gin, and uh, all of a sudden who shows up to the party while you're doing your 15th bump of ketamine. Yeah. It's sweetie, and mm. she's playing her big hit. Um, she...
0: <laughs> <laughs> and what is that hit? She, she's, <laughs> you
1: know, she's playing her big hit. I can hear Best it. Best friend. Yeah.
2: Featuring, featuring it you got it.
0: Uh, she also did my type, right? That was her too. I could not uh, tell you. I believe Ray Swimmer did my type. <laughs> I think that's the only version of that song that is recognized officially. No, that's I ain't got no type.
2: Or it, that's, I call it no type rather. Uh, I think no my type. type is a different song.
0: Oh, okay, very different idea. It sounds like as well. Very, very, yeah. not even kind of similar. <laughs> but by, by the way, quick check in on white guy name excellence. Okay.
1: Have you seen this this hockey player that our our good friend Seltzer Mom has been tweeting about nonstop the last the last uh, few weeks? No.
0: What is What is this?
1: There's a new Buffalo player. He's supposed to be the, the He's the hot new rookie or maybe he's a rookie. He's a young guy. I don't. I don't oh, really is follow. This, is this you know, Buffalo Sabres hockey? Is this, is this my man? Paige Thompson. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Dude the the names I I don't know if you've seen this at all. The it's been a a week of names. It's like out of control. It's like the 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 machine that creates guys with really weird names is just operating at full capacity because there was a guy today who committed to some school whose name was Dude Person. There was another guy a couple days ago whose name was like Matt Batman or something and then there was uh, <laughs> there was the third one. I can't remember who the Oh, it was like Rowdy Beers. His name this grown man's name was Rowdy Beers. I did see Rowdy Beers I don't know, he went to FIU, I don't right? know what the fuck is going on with this. It's it's we usually get like one or two of these every couple months. We've had three in the last week to go with Tate. Here,
1: here's a phenomenon I like to discover and I can't really figure out where it's coming from.
0: Yeah.
2: So
1: like when there are certain naming shreds that just pop up in sports, right? Like you'll just see a wave of players named a certain thing. Because, yeah. Like like the Shaq wave when that started, right? It's because well, Shaq was famous in the early 1990s, lot like of, very famous. A lot of and,
0: Kobe's right now in college in college basketball. Right, college a lot of right. Kobe's.
1: Yeah. Those make sense to me. I get where those are coming from. Other times you'll see a wave that I cannot understand. Like, I, even, like, the wave of, like, white kids named Aiden or Brayden or all that shit. Yeah. They're just riffs off of Jaden, right? Yeah. Like, it's just, like, it's just copied off of Jaden, right? Yeah. And, and, like, that's from, uh, I don't know, I guess a riff off of Jalen, which is Jalen Rose. Not really the point. It's, There's all kinds of re- riffs off of re- me. Real that. quick,
0: I do want to say on the Jalen front, why is everybody going with... The, w- what did Jalen Rose do? He's just some guy. He was like fine. It's just okay. Seemed like a cool name. I guess it's kind of a it's kind of a it was a cool name yeah, at the time. I, I yeah, guess. I don't know. He like wasn't really just, that good. Yeah. yeah, maybe it's just like, oh, I like that name. But I, I don't it's not like Kobe where it's like, oh, this guy was really good or something. Like, no, he was just he was fine. He was okay. He was a pretty good player, I guess. Right. Uh, right. Here's what I'm strange. getting to.
1: There's there is now like a wave of players named Jair. Jair, Jair. Yeah. And I cannot figure out where it's coming from. There is one at Ohio State, one at Penn State. There was one about to sign to Michigan. Uh, there's a bunch of guys in the Big Ten named Jair, and I have no idea where it's coming from.
0: Yeah, I'm not. I've seen this as well because you 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 mentioned that Ohio State has uh, what Jair Brown. I know that Penn State. It feels like Penn State's had a couple of Jairs. Um, I don't know where that would be. I don't know who that's what that is even like playing off of because it's not the kind of thing like Jaden where they're just sort of playing off of it like. There's not a whole lot of Jair's out there, I don't think. Um, right. Until, There's not like an obvious
1: celebrity it's coming from.
0: Yeah, the the Fresh Prince of Jair, I guess we could say. Maybe that's where it's. Mm, okay. <laughs> maybe that's where it's coming from. <laughs> um, yeah, I don't know. It's we gotta ref. we gotta we gotta look into this. Um, <sighs> if you know if you if you know the origin of the Jair names, or if you were close to one of these players, I can figure this out
1: for me. Yeah. Well, I, it's like it's a cool name, great name at all. I just can't figure out, like, other name waves, I almost always understand it. Like, when you have a bunch of guys named a certain thing, it always makes sense because there's just some celebrity or it's a common name. Yeah. But... Where the fuck is this coming from?
0: Yeah, I don't know. I'm. I'm uh, also, if you or someone you know are a white guy named Jair, please let me know so that I don't try to become <laughs> the first ever white guy named Jair. Because I am going to do that if, if uh, nobody beats me to it. Um, I think that there's a real wave for there for somebody to become the first white guy named Jair, and I think that I can do it. I think it could be me. Uh, so we're going to be looking into that. Um, well on that note, Ryan, let's talk about exactly two bowl games. Um, both of which I watched, mm-hmm. uh, and I think it's just going to be me pretty much talking about these, uh, first up here, the game that we talked about a lot coming into bowl season. One of the, I'm going to say actually the only good bowl game. I don't think any of the other ones are going to be any, any sort of, uh, football worth watching any good. This includes the playoff games. I'm, I'm not interested in those. I've watched the championship game. I'm good. Uh, Troy 18, UTSA 12. I know you see the score and you think, oh, well, that that sounds that doesn't sound good at all. Um, we have been through this already this season. We talked about this after the Troy-South Alabama game. Um, low scoring does not mean bad. Is, we, we got to get college football fans out of this mindset where low scoring means bad. I think a lot of people probably saw this score who didn't watch the game and thought, oh, well, these teams weren't actually that good. No, this game kicked ass. This was awesome. This was, this was uh, you know, I, I said coming in, like, if Troy can come in and sort of shut down UTSA's offense, it would be really one of the statement wins and statement performances of the season and they completely did it. They held UTSA to 10 offensive points. They also had a safety. Um both of which came in the second quarter. Outside of that UTSA had nothing going on. They they shut Frank Harris down. He was 23 of 42 for a buck 98 touchdown and two interceptions. Rushing attack was okay, but it didn't go anywhere. Um Troy forced like Like six turnovers, and it it wasn't just a thing where it's like oh the ball is bouncing a funny way. Like no, they they forced a lot of those turnovers. They forced those fumbles. Uh, UTSA lost three fumbles. They also threw two interceptions. Um, Troy had some turnover luck because they they had two fumbles that they recovered. But I mean they were just the defense was just dominant. It was the same thing they've done all year, where every time they need a big play, every time they need to stop, they got one. In the second half, UTSA just couldn't get anything going, and when it did get down the field, Troy stood. Stood tall and got yeah, a couple fourth uh, or, or, or goal line stands. I remember one specifically uh, where they forced a fourth down and then get off the field, and they just they just won it. And it did not seem like they had the talent or the guys to keep up, especially early on in this game. And then they just they kicked into uh, they kicked into a gear defensively that was enough to to go and win them this game, despite the fact that their offense really. I mean, didn't do a whole lot of anything here. The offense for, for Troy was not especially good. I'm curious to see if they can get better on offense going into next season, but this defense, man, is is just stamped. They're fantastic. It, it is. They have proven it time and time again. They are fantastic on defense, and they went out and won a game despite having uh, 166 total yards against one of the best offenses in college football. Like, that's that's nuts. That's nuts to be able to win that game. Um, full Full credit to them. They were fantastic. They were absolutely fantastic here.
1: Yeah, yeah, hundred <laughs> percent. As you as you are well aware, I haven't watched the World Game yet this year. I have had an insane end to my year with just work stuff going on and, and the craziness of Argentina and the World Cup. And yeah, uh, I have I, I I did watch the highlights of, of UTSA. Tournament. it like an awesome game. And uh, I mean, these are two programs that are just uh, at such a high level. And just I mean, we're so impressed by John Semrel by the way. So I know we talked about him a lot in this podcast lately, but just what he's done with that program so fast, so impressive. And yeah, and obviously, uh, you know, nothing but a great things to say about uh, Trailer um i guess i was actually i'll say this a little quick he is adding to the trend of being like the uh the annoying coach who's just like saying rumors about inducements in the portal and all that and not providing names
2: yeah
0: do you
1: see this going on with jeff trailer you've been following this this, i saw this this i
0: saw the tweet i would like for him to to name names i don't know why you would right but he's right they shouldn't be allowed to do that (laughs) he's he's correct yeah of
1: course but like but they're all saying that shit. and like if you're if you're a coach who's like Look, if you're some mid-level P5 coach, like I know uh, Dicker complained about it, and Pat Narduzzi complained about yeah, those it. Those guys should. I grow kind up. of get wh- they should grow up. I kind of get why you wouldn't say something though, almost because like you're also doing it. Like it's happening to you, and you're doing it to lower teams. Like yeah. I'm Narduzzi, I'm sure tampered with uh, Todd Mumfield out, out of Akron, right? Yeah, hundred percent. Yeah, but but like you know, outside of and of course uh, Cam Ward going to Washington State, it's the same thing for Dicker. Yeah, but. Like if you're Jeff Trailer, what do you have to lose? Like just just say what you have to say.
0: Yeah, it's it's not like G5 schools are jumping up and and really like poaching kids from Power 5 schools who don't have a reason to be jumping down. That's not it's not really happening. These schools are benefiting from P5 kids dropping down or you know wanting to go home, but it's not like UTSA, yeah. I mean if UTSA reached out to a kid who's at like Miami right now and, and you know he's from San Antonio originally and said, "Hey, we want you to come back. We're going to we're going to get you a big NIL deal." He wouldn't, I mean, he wouldn't listen. He, he wouldn't listen. He wouldn't unless he was already thinking about transferring. That's not a thing that would happen. Whereas this is absolutely something that's happening to these schools where teams are P5 teams like Pitt and like 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 Washington State are reaching out through back channels or just through fucking uh, twitter dms or instagram dms and trying to convince these kids to enter the transfer portal and then transfer to their school which once they're in the portal i don't give a shit you can do whatever you want that's a recruit it's 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 you know if a guy wants to go in the portal and see what he has on the table that's no problem but it really they probably should do something about this (laughs) you know the whole like Just trying to convince players who are actively on a roster to enter the portal one because like isn't that the whole reason that they instituted dead periods in recruiting is to keep guys from getting text messages all the time constantly to give them like a little bit of a break. I feel like if you're on a roster, you shouldn't have to deal with this unless you actively say that you want to deal with this. Um, if you are a coach who has a team with a bunch of interesting young players, you shouldn't have to worry about them being talked to constantly by agents and by other coaches about, you know, Oh, you could, you can make so much more money at this school. Oh, you do so much better in our system. Like, I don't know if he wants to do that. He should do that, but I, he should have to do it before they can do that. Um, I don't know what the, what the actual means of dealing with this is. I, I, I guess you could probably get rid of it pretty quickly. If every time a, uh, a coach or a player or both a coach and a player, uh, reported with with proof that a team was trying to poach a player who was not in the portal, that team that was trying to do it just lost a scholarship. Um, you could do that and it would get rid of it real quick, but they're not going to because there's no institution that actually has any power in this this sport. Um, so they're just going to have to keep doing this shit, and uh, annoying P5 coaches are going to complain about it, and then G5 coaches will also correctly complain about it, and uh, unfortunately they will be lumped in with people like Jake Dickert and uh, especially like Pat Narduzzi, who I... I hate that fucking guy so much. I I don't I don't Dude, I don't know so if there's annoyed. a single coach in college football I hate more than Pat Narduzzi. Yeah. I fucking hate that guy.
1: Jesus Christ! I'm glad you've come around. I've been I've been against him since before I've known you. I
0: believe I'm yeah. glad you're coming around to my side. I've never he, been fucking... pro Narduzzi, but I am I am staunchly anti now because he's so annoying on top of being a bad coach. He sucks and also he's like extremely obnoxious. You have to be one or the other. You can't do both. At least like it's the same thing with Eli Drinkwitz. Like, dude, you can't suck and also be super annoying. You have to pick one or the other. It's just like. I don't care if you're bad, I don't care if you're annoying, but if you're going to be annoying, you need to be good. And neither of those guys are, especially not Narduzzi. I'm sick of this fool. No more. Enough of Pat Narduzzi. He's on the pay no mind list.
1: Yeah, uh I mean like it's just first of all, he's lying, right? I mean, we can just acknowledge he's lying about yeah. that number that he's he's talking about too yeah. with the 5 5 million dollar thing. Yeah. Um it, and look, I don't want to hear about this from any of these coaches anymore. Just just say what you have. Like if you
0: have proof, yeah just just give your proof yeah just That's do it. it what is what, what are you what are you afraid of what <laughs> if it's happening you wouldn't get a cry are you a baby yeah, yeah you wouldn't get in trouble for being like oh they're cheating you can just say it you could just do it what's gonna happen oh is are the other coaches gonna be mad at you for snitching what, <laughs> what? Yeah. are you gonna get killed is, is there gonna be a member of the the, the fucking afca that they have shooters who are gonna come out and get you for snitching what <laughs> what are you Dude. talking
1: about It's so embarrassing. Like, I mean, I get why it looks bad. It's just sour grapes, right? But, like, come on,
0: dude, grow up. Like, just, just grow up. Just if if you have proof and you want to stop it, then name it. And if you don't, shut the fuck up. Yeah, I will say I would like to. If this is an actual position, I would like to be one of the AFCA's uh, hitmen. I think that that would be a fun, Mm -hmm. a fun gig. Uh, I'm rolling up and doing a drive-by shooting on behalf of Elijah Drinkwitz. Man,
1: oh, I. I, I hate so many college football coaches, dude. They're so annoying. They're yeah. just so shitty and bad at their jobs. What's up with, what's wrong with these guys? Yeah. You can't be whining about
0: this as a P5 school. You can do it, brother. You, you're allowed to do this. Did you know that? You can do it. You've done it. You know you can do it because you've done it already. <laughs> also, the whole reason
1: Pitt is like known as a football program famously is because of the Golden Panthers. They're boosters who bought all of the five-star players back in the 70s. They won a national championship with. Yeah. Like, yeah. That's why that's why Pitt has any football relevance in the fucking entire history of the sport is because they were paying money to Dan Marino to stay at home with Pitt instead of going to Notre Dame or Miami. Yeah. Like, you know, I mean? and obviously it worked for her. you should do that. Yeah, <laughs> like, Yeah, it's fine. Like, just do it. Just but, You don't need to but, go out and complain but, about it. All the holier than thou shit from some of these schools is so annoying, dude. Like it, it, any coach who is bitching about the way NIL is working instead of just doing the job of NIL it's, the, it's not going back in the bottle. Like, do you think the NCAA is going to impose more regulations anytime soon? What power do you think they have? Like with a new, with Mark Emmert gone now too. Yeah. Like, they weren't doing anything before now they're gonna have some new rookie in there who's gonna yeah. do even less like
0: yeah, get your head out of your ass just just play ball or don't like yeah. get a different job if you can't do it go sell insurance not my problem no i'm scared of charlie baker i don't know what charlie baker's gonna do if i'm if i'm doing this i don't want to get in trouble with charlie shut up come on you're a grown
1: man and, and how about all of the how about all the coaches who are crying to the recruiting reporters about it too oh my like, god
0: the, the uh, Right now, the only coach at the like blue blood level who I'm taking seriously, unless uh, maybe there are a couple others who I'm forgetting. I guess Jim Harbaugh hasn't really done this, which is stunning, but um, Kirby. Kirby's not done this. Kirby just fucking. What goes do you mean, Jim? What do you mean, Jim Harbaugh? Jim Harbaugh's been
1: complaining about their NIL publicly like since the moment it launched. Has he? I've not. I've not noticed. Yes. I've not seen that. Well, then every Jim, there's a reason also, every single recruiting reporter is saying like, oh, Michigan can't keep up with NIL. Michigan's
0: NIL is so fucked. Like, and then of course okay, they he, land eight kids in the portal, and it's like, oh wow, they just what great culture we have. Well, they, they, must figure, love our culture. they figured it out. Um, okay, never mind. He's, pay, <laughs> no mind. he's on the pay no mind. He's on the pay no mind list as well. Then the only yeah. blue blood. Every listen. The only blue blood coach I respect Patrick. is is Kirby Smart. He's the only one who. Has not complained about it. He just goes and fucking does it because that's the game. Just go do it. Do you want to win games or not? You have all the money in the world. Go do it. Stop complaining. Ryan Day, stop let's complaining. Just, Nick Saban, stop fucking just, complaining. Jesus Christ. Let's just issue an edict, Patrick. Okay.
1: Not only should they stop complaining, any report you were hearing about numbers in NIL, about a recruit choosing school X over school Y because of NIL, about a recruit being an NIL only, kid doesn't care about anything else, everything you are reading about NIL for is coming with an agenda and is a lie yeah just period that's it every number like none of it is real this is all like all of a sudden like it's i'm watching the ohio state beat every kid they land loves their culture every kid they lose just loves nil yeah like if you believe that there are some schools that are landing top five or ten classes while doing everything and recruiting perfectly clean and getting these you know just amazing kids who love their culture and buy-in and every other school doing it is paying them much more with NIL. They just happen to love your school more, so they're giving up money. Yeah. You're a moron. It's like you're, it's you're so an a- actual idiot. Yeah, it's <laughs> it's the same shit people did about like. We just want kids who want to be players for school X for years. Like yeah. it, it's this, it's you're, you're like, if you think, Oh, I'm a fan of, uh, you know, school in the North and, and, or I'm a fan of USC and we don't pay kids, but those dirty people over in Texas do yeah. like you're an actual idiot, dude. Like you're uh, so stupid. Yeah. Your school is doing NIL perfectly fine. Your school is just recruiting the same way it always did, except now the players get paid more. That's all that's happening. There's like one or two schools this is not true for, and it was only true for like one or two cycles because no businessman who has even has billions of dollars is just going to throw away 10 or 15 million dollars a year forever on some high school kids who are going to transfer out after a year no one's doing that
0: yeah it's it's I, I, among the worst investments that you could possibly make as a person with any kind of money is a high school recruit like it, there's no there's no uh, there's no amount of money you can use to guarantee that one and two he might suck there's a pretty good chance that he could suck. Like, it's it's so it's such a silly thing to to think about. Like, oh, this is gonna completely this is completely changing the games the game for teams. It's like, well, why is Texas A and M still shitty then? Why is Texas still suck? Why 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 can't they keep insane. a Gi-Hall? Why can't they keep a Hall eligible? Like, what? Which, <laughs> by the way, I, I saw the speed about it. Just
1: speaking of Jai Hall, before I, I, we should get back to the bowl games eventually. But uh, yeah. he uh, he is now transferring out of Texas too, yeah. and will be on his seventh school in seven years between high school and college.
0: How stupid do you have to be to take that kid? I mean, how how desperate and stupid do you have to be as a head coach to be? Whoever gets him is an immediate like, oh, that guy's gonna get fired. Um, how, Let's pivot to Gus Malzahn. <laughs> yeah, like how fucking how fucking dumb do you have to be? Just, well, well, I think I'm gonna be the one who fixes him. No, man, you're not. You're not. <laughs> you're not. Give it up. Uh, Give up the ghost. God. It's not. It's not gonna happen. You gotta let this one go. Um. Yeah. But it, it's. It's all. It's all very annoying. Especially like I. You know, Navy doing it. I don't care. Stanford doing. I don't care. I, I don't care. I get it. I understand that these schools are not investing that kind of way, and that it is a. It's a competitive disadvantage with who they are trying to recruit. I get it. It's not that huge of a competitive disadvantage. I'm gonna be honest with you. At the G5 level, it's basically non-existent outside of a few major schools. UTSA is doing a really good job. Houston's doing a pretty good job. They're also not going to be a G5 school in like a week. Um, like there there are a couple. But for a lot of schools, this is not important. However, the coaches at Blue Bloods who are complaining about this to recruiting analysts, it, it is so, it's so embarrassing. It's so deeply embarrassing. This is your job. This is what you get paid to do. I don't care that it sucks. I don't care that it's annoying. I don't care that it's different. If you don't want to do it, go coach D3. They'd love to have you. They'd love to have you. Get, get the fuck out yeah. of here. Oh, we're going to lose assistance. I don't give a shit. I don't care. It's not that. I don't care. <laughs> it's, it's, yeah. not, it's not my money. If they want to throw their money away, they can do that. That's not my problem. You're, and, and, you're getting paid you a million a dollars, brother. Who
1: is like, if you're a college football journalist who is like, if you are like the most successful guy on the fucking beat, you're maybe making 120 grand a year. If you're absolutely killing it, you're probably making more like 40, most yeah. of these guys. Yeah. If you were willingly publishing the whinging of a millionaire who is whining and crying about how hard his job is as he gets paid eight and a half million dollars a year to do it. Yeah. You are so cucked. You are cucked beyond imagination if you were doing that. Yeah, well, you, it's, it's it's really they, important. They aren't your friends, dude. They're not paying your bills. Like these, these are you're supposed to cover these people.
0: Well, don't you know how important it is to be the first person who gets to uh, confirm Pete Thamel's reports? You get to say, <laughs> "Oh, I'm actually, I was actually, uh, I'm second on this." You get to eat Pete Thamel's cum out of Ryan Day's pussy. Come on, <laughs> <laughs> what's wrong with you? <laughs> There's no chance you're gonna leave that in the podcast. No I'm leaving to that in that. the podcast. I don't fucking <laughs> like those guys.
1: That's the shit. most aggressive thing we've said yet on the show. That's pretty funny. <laughs> uh, yeah, I mean, it's this. It honestly is disgusting behavior. Like, like, <laughs> like I don't get what they gain from it either. Like, like you, you <laughs> how many times are these recruiting boards? It's not just. I know we're bitching about Ohio State right now because we know yeah. it better. But like, how many times is like Sam Webb at Michigan or Tom Lloyd at Notre Dame who are the exact same guys who just like absolutely just suck the in of every coach on that coaching staff uh, yeah. as a living yeah do they say like you know the coaching staff's really confident in player x for you know uh 173 days and then the day they could actually commits like bigly nil plus here from george like you're not even getting good information dude like yeah
2: yeah you <laughs> were <just> getting- <laughs> you
1: were wrong motherfucker they
0: lied to you
1: <laughs> what was the you're point just getting propaganda you're being used the propaganda
0: outlet like all the time like
1: Oh, dude we we've talked about it's this so before about how
0: we like i fundamentally i don't understand what the point of being a guy who breaks news is like what is the you get retweets i guess what is the what is the end yeah. game I mean, what is the goal? yeah i don't know you get to say oh i, I had i had it second behind pete Thamel. like who gives a shit who cares? Yeah. Um,
1: unless you're our friend, the CIA uh, analyst, Matt Zenitz, who we talked about before. Of course. Yeah. <laughs> That's the only guy who's good at it.
0: He's the only one out there actually getting scoops too. Nobody else yeah, is doing this. Unless you're in, in the business mad. of
1: competing with Thamel. Like and so unless you're actually getting to level, like if you're Feldman, you're McMurphy, you're Thamel, yeah. you're Zenitz, which yeah. who, by the way, crazy for him, he's put himself in that stratosphere. Yeah. Um, Unless you're doing that and actually I don't know him at all. I was joking when I said he's our friend. I've never talked to him in my life. I just no, think I, he's I never, I will, from afar.
0: I will never talk to that man. I will not I yeah. I, I am on a I am on a no speaking uh, rule with anyone whose last name starts with a Z. I'm not doing it. No. <laughs> <laughs> okay. <laughs> you- <laughs> You, I mean, after your after that, you know,
1: uh, failed situation ship, you had Zelensky. I figured that soured you on it. Yeah, um, yeah. I don't want to talk about that. <laughs> <honestly>. <laughs> no comment
0: at this time. Um, well, all right. You want, some, you want to rip out some bowl games so I can go refill my drink? Yeah. So uh, <laughs> the uh, the only other bowl game I really want to talk about here, just because I thought that this was, uh, I thought that this was good. I liked this a lot. Um, was Frank Gore Jr. going absolutely nuts um, in uh, Southern misses win over Wright. 38-24. Um, did not watch a second of this game. Watched the highlights of Frank Gore Jr. just just running all over the place. Um, pretty much ended this game uh, as soon as he decided to, uh, to just start scoring, like every time he touched the ball. Uh, 21 carries, 329 yards, new bowl record, and two touchdowns. And then after the game, he posted, um, let me see if I can find the exact verbiage here, but he posted a, fi- a picture of himself. I'm gonna have to ask Ryan if he if he saw this. Um, he posted I'm back. What's up? Did you see the picture that Frank Gore posted? Frank Gore Jr. posted when he was announcing that he's coming back. Um. Uh, no. Okay. So I want you to go look up Frank Gore Jr.'s account so that you can see this. Oh wait, uh, did I? I think. Hold on. This is ringing a. Mem- this is ringing a bell. So. Um, <laughs> <laughs> after immediately after rushing for a, a, uh, a bowl record 329 yards on 21 uh, on twenty one carries with two touchdowns, he got on Twitter and he posted a, uh, a picture of himself here. He's got uh, sunglasses on inside the locker room. He's got a big cigar in his mouth. Yes. He's got, yes. He's got the bowl game trophy and then what appears to be the bowl game MVP trophy. And he says, love all the guys, kill all the transfer rumors. Let's run it back, Eagle Nation. Um, this shit rocks. This is one of my favorite things of the season. That is... Uh, that is awesome, cause I, I guess there was probably also, like what Miami rumors or something, and he is uh, he is shutting that shit down immediately. I, I uh, he rocks. I love him. Yeah.
1: Also, immediately after he and did you see his post game interview that he did with uh, yeah, with the boy in the background?
2: <laughs> yeah. Damn, Andy, Calm down. Can we can we
1: clip that sound? He said, Auntie, chill. Can yeah. we clip that sound? in? it was so funny. Uh, grateful, grateful for these guys are here. You know, they
2: opened up lanes and just oh uh, I knew I knew how important this was for our team. I I knew how important this is.
1: Um, yeah, it was, dude, it was, so good. Just his comedic timing is is fucking perfect. <laughs> um, I mean, like, just the presence to do that. Like, he was clearly doing a joke voice too in that moment while he made interview, and like, yeah. it, it was so. Per- I mean, like, respect to him. What yeah, a king. He was he was doing um, he
0: was doing his Dave Chappelle white guy voice, and then he. T- <laughs> He's uh, oh, he's man. he's awesome. He's one of my favorite players in college football. I'm very excited that he's back. Um, that's all I have on on bowl games that have happened. Uh, of bowl games that are coming up here. Um, I'm gonna read these off and we could talk about them if there's anything in them that catches our eye. but I really I don't think we need to go through and seriously preview a lot of these because uh, who gives a shit. Um, Western Kentucky, South Alabama and the New Orleans Bowl on Wednesday at 7 pm, uh, I guess 9 p.m. Eastern. Um, that's pretty good, right? I like that. We, we saw Troy against Western Kentucky earlier this year and they won. I think South Alabama is roughly as good as Troy is. Um, yeah, can I, we avoid bowl game mat rematches? Why do we do that? Well, this is not a rematch. Uh, Troy, Troy beat Western Kentucky. South Alabama has not yet. It's just. Oh, sorry,
1: rematch. sorry, sorry. But there was another game that was a, a. It was the Rice game we talked about earlier. That was like a, a not a rematch, but like a yeah. game of two old conference opponents. Yeah. They, Generally, they, they, I want more variety in games. Yeah, sorry They, keep they
0: going. had they had played like eight games in a row prior to this year. Southern Miss and, and Rice had, and then they just get another one in the bowl game. Um, yeah, that that's that's annoying. I don't like that. I know that they have they have conference tie-ins and all that stuff, but come on it's uh, let's let's be a little bit more creative than that but uh, Western Kentucky South Alabama I think is probably going to be decent kind of fun um, I don't imagine that uh, it is is Western Kentucky quarterback playing in this game? Because didn't he enter the transfer portal? Didn't Austin, Austin Reed? Reed. Go, yeah, didn't he That's go a great the, question. did he go into the transfer portal? Is he playing here?
1: He he did enter the transfer portal. Uh, there's no way to know if he's playing. We, probably, we could not possibly look it up, and 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 frankly, there's just no one who knows.
0: I'm um, I'm looking it up. I've 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 uh, I've decided that I will actually do a tiny bit of research here. Um, he's back. Okay, he's returning. So he he announced four days ago that he is he is withdrawing from the transfer portal on coming back. Um, so I would assume he's playing here. I, I don't know why he wouldn't be, um, which explains why South Alabama is only favored by three and a half and not by uh, 25 if he wasn't playing. This should be good. I, I think both teams are relatively healthy, relatively uh, close to full strength. I think that you'll probably have both of them taking it seriously like we did in the in the Cure Bowl. Um, if you're going to watch a bowl game in general this year, as a, as a just a just as a, a rule of thumb, uh, watching a Sunbelt team is not, a bad idea. I, I think that that's probably your best bet for teams that will take it seriously outside of like coastal and probably, um, well, Georgia Southern is not capable of taking a game seriously, but I, I, I think that like South Alabama and Western Kentucky are probably both going to show up here, which is really, um, the only thing that seemingly matters for if these games are interesting or worth watching is like, are the teams actually trying? Do they care? Do they have any of their players? Um, and, uh, I think they will. It seems like they, they probably will, which is good news. um, thursday december 22nd baylor air force i'm good i i think i'm i think i've seen enough of both of these teams um
1: and, do we want to do, do you want to do a quick i'm more just the offseason maybe a quick like two minutes on on just our dave aranda opinions after the season
0: yeah so I, i'm curious so i don't really know what mine is <laughs> i'm gonna be honest i don't really know what my dave aranda opinion is at this point
1: i, I, I continue to think that like his ruthlessness is a positive like I mean crazy that he fired Ron Roberts right yeah. like that is like got his ass up out of there uh, Yeah, I, I mean and I can't be wrong here I believe it was Ron Roberts who was like one of his first coaching mentors I'm gonna, I'm gonna pull up the actual information here because I'm gonna make sure I don't get
0: this wrong but um that sounds right
1: Actually, let me let me do. you want to riff for a second while I'm doing this? Ab- uh-huh.
0: Absolutely not. Um. Th- so the thing about Bay- okay. the thing about Baylor this year is that they. Oh are- yeah. Sorry, I already have. I have not pulled up. So I'll, I'll just cut you off. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> uh, sorry, Pat. But uh,
1: yeah, Ron Roberts gave Dave Aranda his uh, first ever uh, DC job at the uh, at the Division two level. Like he was the first Jesus. guy to hire him outside of like. Uh, and yeah, he was the head coach at Delta State and hired Dave Aranda. And Dave fired him after one bad year.
0: Damn, man! <laughs> like, it wasn't like I mean they still went to a bowl game. Like it wasn't that bad. They had a bunch of one score losses. Like they lost to BYU yeah. by six, um, West Virginia by three, TCU by one on a fire drill kick. Like they, I, I mean they had some quarterback issues with uh, with with Blake Shape and being injured. I man, it's not that bad. It wasn't that bad, and he still went out and did it, which does sort of make me think like. I don't know. I still like Dave Aranda. I still trust Dave Aranda that he will that he will get this moving in the right direction. They still did have a, a a bowl game berth, and they will still have the chance at a winning season. I'm not sure that they're going to beat Air Force. I think Air Force is probably going to be trying a little bit harder here. Um, I think Air Force is probably also slightly better this year. But like, I, don't know, I mean, he's certainly ruthless. He's he's certainly willing to make changes and willing to look in the mirror and reflect on his program which is like i mean that's basically all we want right on this show is that's like the, the main thing that we care about with coaches is that they are willing to look at their fucking programs and see what's going right and what isn't
1: yeah i mean absolutely there, there's no other there's no other argument right like that is the whole thing like that is what we want out of all of this uh it, it's it's just self-examination like you have to be trying to improve and yes results do matter like don't be wrong, this is a disappointing season for dave it's pretty yeah. bad year especially after what jobs he turned down to, to, to stay here. um, It was a pretty bad season. And I, and I don't think either of his players performed very well, uh, to be honest, and given what they have, but yeah. it's also like the talent is at the level where, where Baylor has been before. Like, I think he needs to recruit a little better this season and bring in some transfer portal guys. And I can't say I followed that too closely at this year, but I'm sure we'll take a look at in the off as we continue to talk about him a lot, but yeah. I mean, like stuff like this is why I have faith in him, even despite a bad season. Just like him, canning a guy. Like, that's a ruthless firing, dude. Could you imagine that? Like,
0: yeah. Well, and think about who he's he's going to be competing against in the new Big 12, right? Is there another coach in the league who's going to do that? I don't know if Sonny Dykes will. He might. He's coming off a playoff berth. I think Sonny Dykes is certainly worth respecting at this point in the Big Twelve. Yeah. We know Mike. And also def- like, I mean,
1: we have a lot of data on Sonny Dykes over the years. And I mean this is the first season
0: anything close to this. Let's let's just yeah. see if he does it anything yeah. close to this ever again. Yeah. Let's he, just say he that. He has had he yeah. has had a very good season in year one. We'll see. Um Mel Tucker had a very good season last year. It happens. Um but like outside of you you look at who is going to be in this Big Twelve. Kansas State, we like Chris Kleiman. We've not seen him have a, a like a truly top tier elite playoff contender team they they won the cha- they won the conference championship this year i think they were good i i think that he has proven that he is Willing to go out and make tough decisions. He went away from Adrian Martinez and, and won some more games for it. I, I think that Chris Kleiman is is somebody who we like. Steve Sarkeesian's not doing this. He's a loser. He's not going to do this. Um, uh, Joey McGuire, I don't think there's enough information on. Mike Stoops or Mike, Mike Gundy certainly isn't doing this shit. Mike Gundy has never fired mm-hmm. a coach that he has ever worked with. He, he's not going to. He's a loser. He's not going to do that. Um, <laughs> Oklahoma's gone. Um, I, I, Lance Lance Leipold will. I think he will. I, I think that he is capable of making this kind of choice. But there's still. There's I think any... you're projecting a little bit on Lipold. I, I don't know. About all that. He hasn't really needed to fire anybody because he keeps winning games. I'm curious to see what they do moving forward. I think that they are still building in in a way that we need to see. Neil Brown's a loser. He's going to get fired next year anyway. And uh, Matt Campbell's a loser. So I, I like. And then you have the teams coming in all with. Uh, increasingly shitty coaches. It seems like Cincinnati trying to to go out and make sure that it's part of the group with having a really bad coach who got cast off from a better job. Like other than BYU with Kalani, who uh, did not have a good season this year, I don't know who exactly would challenge Dave in the in the the new Big Twelve in terms of like being willing to make decisions like that. And so I I like his chances. Yeah. I, I think that he is. I think that he is, he's still well-positioned to be at at or near the top of the Big 12, especially with um, Cincinnati shitting down his leg and UCF continuing to employ Gus Malzahn and Houston imploding and BYU imploding. Like, I don't know. I, I think that Baylor's pretty well-positioned here, as are teams like Kansas and Kansas State.
1: You know that phrase uh the price of the brick is going up? Yeah. It's it's kind of
0: like the opposite in the Big 12. The price of the brick is, is just plummeting, at like Enron level rates. Yeah, which is, um. which is uh which is a bummer, <laughs> I would say, cuz we were very excited. I'm still excited about it, but Jesus, it has really it's been a bad couple of weeks for the new Big 12, I would say. It's uh it's rough. It's rough right now. Um yeah, I, I still feel pretty good about Baylor in general. I think that Blake Shapen is is back. I think that he showed signs of why they went with him over Gary Bohan. this year, I get it. Um, would like to see the recruiting pick up. We're going to talk recruiting and we're going to talk transfer portal on the premium show uh, this this mm-hmm. week with uh, early signing day and and portal stuff continuing. Uh, so if you're interested in that, you need to subscribe to me at Midfield dot com. Um, Friday. Speaking of Donovan
1: Smith, just committed to Houston, by the way.
0: Oh, the the quarterback from Texas Tech yeah i'm sure that they'll do a lot with that dana holgerson famous for yeah. being very creative with running quarterbacks what is he doing? we love him what is this fucking guy doing i'm sick of this shit um anyway speaking of houston uh friday december 23rd louisiana versus houston in the independence bowl uh fuck both of these teams i i am putting a uh what, what is the what is the thing we used to put on things we used to like like uh like a curse um i'm putting some sort the of moloics. Uh, I don't think that's what it was. <laughs> it was a different. Uh, the Maloiks
1: is the Maloics is the thing my grandmother used to do. This is a little this is a little B one G Ryan history for you here. Okay. Uh, my my grandmother is uh, was she passed away a few years ago. Uh, is a uh, was a deeply Italian woman. Okay. Uh, who the Maloiks? I'll look up how to spell this. I'm not sure. Um, as I recall it, basically, uh, it's kind of like an evil eye curse. But the way the, the superstition with like, Italian Americans in Pittsburgh is, if you put a picture of someone uh, in the freezer. It's like an evil eye curse on them. So okay. if you you have an enemy, you like get a picture of them and put it in your freezer. Uh and it's supposed to like, do bad things to I them. Mean, she had a few uh Cowboys players uh <laughs> pictures of them in her freezer because of the Steelers big rivalry with the Cowboys like in the 70s and 80s. Yeah. Um yeah, so that's awesome. um, we're that's, putting them, we're putting them a loik sense of people.
0: That's awesome. Yeah, we're doing that with both Louisiana and Houston. I I don't have any interest in either of these two programs. They have let me down for the last time. I hope that they both lose. Um, yeah, and, then, and also every school in
1: Florida not coached by Tom Herman, too.
0: That's true. Yes, all of them. Blanket statement, all of the schools in, in Florida that are not currently employing Tom Herman. You can get yourself off this list if you hire Tom Herman, as FAU has. Um, oh, actually,
1: fuck. I like Florida State. Sorry, i to take that back.
0: Oh, uh, yeah, Norvell is fine, but that's also not, I'm, I'm going to say that's not in Florida. The, Florida State's in Alabama. Um, mm-hmm. Next up here, also on Friday, uh, Wake Forest uh, against Missouri in the Gasparilla Bowl in fucking in Tampa. Jesus Christ. Jesus Christ. We got to get rid of some of these, man. Not the G5 ones. The G5 ones are fine. I don't care about that. This Missouri team should not be allowed to play any more football games. I'm done with them. I don't want to see Wake Forest anymore. I'm good. I've seen enough. I don't want to see them anymore. Who, who would watch this? What kind of person would watch this? I, I mean, what has to happen to you to watch this football game? It's, 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 it's sick. These people are sick. I don't understand it. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I mean,
1: yeah, it sucks. It's bad, right? I I don't know why you do this. I don't, I don't see what's appealing about this. Um,
0: Is there a more uh, miserable fandom to be in than Missouri fan? I think that might be the worst one.
1: Yeah, Missouri it seems like a horrible fandom. Like I, I can't imagine. It seems very unfun to be a part of, and also has like that Syracuse distinction, Indiana kind of as well, yeah. of being like, schools that are. Really bad at football generally, but have a ton of journalists for that school because of like their their uh, they're just their education programs. So they are extremely overcovered bad programs. I think that's a particular way of making fans a certain kind of miserable.
0: Yeah, I, we should maybe this off go and, and Oh, try, Northwestern too, of course. Yeah, Northwestern yeah. as well. We should maybe try and do a power ranking of worst teams to be a fan of, like worst worst mm. uh, worst situations as teams currently stand. I think Missouri might actually be the pick because they are always mid they're all they they in their last let's see since 2015 so 2014 they were 11 and 3 um after going 11 or after going 12 and 2 in 2013 both under pinkel um those were their first two of their first three years in the sec since then um 2015 5 and 7 4 and 8 7 and 6 8 and 5 6 and 6 5 and 5 6 and 7 6 and 6 they're so mid they're completely mid it, it, they 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 win exactly as many games as they lose. They have not played in a big game in like almost a decade at this point. Um, And on top of all of that, they don't even get to be in a conference. They're just fucking stuck there in the SEC. Nobody thinks that they're an SEC team. They don't think they're an SEC team. They're just stuck. They've got nothing. They have no ties to the conference. They have no rival. They have nobody who cares about them. They don't get to play Kansas anymore. They don't have shit. They have this loser coach who nobody likes. They're kind of stuck in the
1: step row way. (laughs)
0: <laughs> yeah, there. Uh, yeah, a lot of people are saying that, but they have this loser coach who nobody likes. They they have just like they have nothing going on. They've not done anything interesting in almost a decade. And even when they were good, they weren't good. They weren't actually good. It's been more than it's like it's been like twenty years since they've been actually good. And uh, like this, this is just a miserable program. Just a miserable, miserable pro- football program. Because like at least in Indiana, you know that you're going to be really bad. You don't have to get your hopes up. You don't have to care about trying to make a bowl game like they'd like to. At least Indiana fans know that their team's going to be shitty and could get Tom Tom Allen fired at some point. At least they could, you know, every couple of years you get to bring in somebody new and there might be something different. Uh, you know, same same with, like, Syracuse. Like you said, same with Duke. I mean, Duke had an 8-4 and four season this year. Uh, you know, like, the, these, these programs, there are programs that are capable of winning more games. Kansas is winning games right now. Kansas has the same record as you. It took them two years. It took Lance Lightpole two years to match what you've been doing for almost a decade now at Missouri, and you can't fire this guy because he doesn't lose enough. It, it, what a miserable, miserable fandom! That that that's awful. <laughs> that is they're they're in fucking purgatory. Missouri is in is in purgatory. They cannot escape. They're stuck there forever. That uh, that sucks. I don't. I don't. I don't care about that bowl game. Just like root for a different team. Jesus Christ! You don't have <laughs> to do this to yourself. Root for anybody else. I mean, just anything, anything at all. That's not this. They also have they have kind of the pit distinction too. I, I talk about pit so much this
1: podcast, but yeah, a uh, uh, being a school that like has all kinds of higher, highly rated players in their their general recruiting footprint in state for them, basically with you know Missouri uh, having St. Louis. Uh, and Pitt having the city of Pittsburgh yeah. and they miss on a lot of the good players very frequently in the first go around. And then basically just have like, they are obligated by like their recruiting kind of uh, a footprint. The fact they have to keep relationships locally, that they have to take the ones who suck and transfer back home yeah. uh, every time, <laughs> like the ones yeah. who fail elsewhere, elsewhere, have to come back home. They have to take them um, pretty, pretty ignoble spot to be in there for Missouri, but they, they deal with that a lot. So does Pitt. Yeah. Um, couldn't be my team. Couldn't be me.
0: No, of course not. Um, yeah, your your team would never do that. Um, yeah, because that would require taking transfers, which they're not. They're afraid of doing. Um, <laughs> <laughs> Come on, dude. I'm in a good mood today. Let's not get there. But uh, yeah, no, this game sucks. No, thank you. Uh, Saturday, December twenty fourth. Speaking of just miserable fandom existences, uh, Middle Tennessee State against San Diego State. Oh, oh man. If you can find an interesting thing about this game, uh, more power to you. I personally, as the G5 guy here on this podcast, uh, I'm okay. I think I'll pass on this one. I like Jalen Maiden. That's about it. That's about the only thing I can say about this game. Middle Tennessee State is in the same place. They're in the, the exact same spot as Missouri is, except even fewer people care about them. They have no rival. They're in the middle. They're in the middle of nowhere in their conference. They're fucking stuck in the CUSA. They have no interesting players. They're gonna go seven and five every year. Congrats. Good luck, guys. It's, it seems like that's uh, seems like it's working out for you really well. Fan interest is in, is at an all time high at Middle Tennessee State. Um, San Diego State is uh also here. They're also playing. Um, do you yeah. know? Do you know What's where this the deal g- with is he- oh, Go ahead. Uh, it's just uh, do you know where this game is being played? Also, any idea? uh isn't it in hawaii or something yes so this is being played this is the hawaii It's being played in hawaii um but it's because <laughs> but because <laughs> so there's not that was not me testing you i'm, I'm talking specifically <laughs> about the stadium um they're playing at that at the stadium that hawaii has been playing at over the cup the last couple of years which is a it's an actual practice facility with like bleachers rolled up to it that's it that's mm, it's not that's an it's, it's not a real stadium. They are building an actual stadium. It's not going to be done for several more years. So Middle Tennessee State and San Diego State are playing in like a parking lot with bleachers attached to it. Um, maybe the least interesting bowl game of the entire bowl season. Really, it's hard to get a whole lot worse than this. But folks, Monday twenty Monday December twenty sixth, New Mexico State versus Bowling Green. Is sure going to try this is in the quick lane bowl. So you can go from Hawaii to Detroit. If you want to pull off the ultimate college football road trip, like a lot of people seemingly like to do, um, going, going straight from Hawaii to Detroit, you spend your, uh, you spend your Christmas, uh, for, for, you know, layovers in Denver or whatever. Um, and then you can go watch New Mexico state play bowl in green. Um, I don't know. I got nothing. I I don't I don't I I've got nothing. There's no reason to watch this game. There's no healthy person who will watch this football game. You have to be unwell to watch this. I, I'm I don't honestly know if I could recommend a single one of these games outside of the the New Orleans Bowl, which is uh, uh, today as you're listening to this. So watch that one and then just don't watch college football for the next week because these are all bad. There's nothing there's nothing salvageable here. They're all bad. Nothing going on.
1: Yeah. Um. Sure. I believe it. Yeah.
0: <sighs> jesus christ we gotta fix this yeah shit. i mean dude
1: these <laughs> come on the, 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 what's this is the people who are defending the bowl games and don't want the playoff to expand it's like why do you want to live in purgatory because that's what you're doing like like obviously these games don't matter they're going to matter less than ever as they go forward like you know, why don't you at least get some more games people will maybe find somewhat entertaining with some good teams in them?
0: Yeah, like if we're going to do this, if we're going to have the bowl games, if we're going to have the payouts to the neutral site games, either they have to be the only thing because we've proven that they can't exist if there's an actual national championship. There's no point to having them and you can't... Having this many in general is, is just, I mean... For the at the P5 level especially, it's it's nothing. Like to G5 teams, these games matter absolutely. These games matter. You see them matter. I think that they are worth having for those teams. They deserve to have a postseason. But at the P5 level, man, what does Missouri care about being in this game? What does Wake Forest care? What do any of these teams that aren't in the the New Year Six or the playoff care about being here? They don't, because they get to have real aspirations, unlike everybody who's stuck at the fucking bottom of the sport and can't possibly get up. Uh, what what's the value in this? What are we getting? We're like, if you're going to do these, if you need to do the neutral site payout games, if you need to do the the bowl sponsor payout games, do like what Ryan said a couple years ago when we talked about this and just make them week one. That's week one of the next season. That's the week one matchup.
1: Dude, we're so good at solving college football. Why don't they give us all, this, all these
0: jobs? Like, you can do all these shitty, stupid neutral site games. I don't care. Do them in week one when they matter. You can play the playoff games at the end of this season and that's it. That's the postseason. Everything else goes into the next season. Everything else is week one of next year. Uh, you know, you you could say, well, it's not rewarding the seniors of the current team. Um, well, they should have they should have gone to a bowl game the year before. I'm sorry, I'm sick of this shit. I'm sick of it. I, I yeah. just I just don't care. <laughs> I just or even just like leave it up to the teams. Say, do you want to play it now or do you want to move this? Do you want to roll this into next year? See what they vote. Uh, just to make sure that they fucking care. I don't care what the
1: players vote. I don't give a fuck if, if they if, vote. Or I, I, if
0: they care about playing in the game, then the game is worth watching. But if they don't, if everybody's just trying to move on and, and ready to be done with it, then just let them be done with it. Roll it into next season. We'll play it next year and it'll be interesting then when it actually means something. But right now, the state of affairs, man, is just bad. It's just bad. We were talking about this before the show. Like, who cares about this shit? Who's watching these yeah. games? Who's There's nobody there. There's no and bo- like, like if
1: we like and, and like we are like the one percent of freaks too yeah. right like we have a fucking podcast about college I, football like i've if, watched
0: if, i've watched these teams all year <laughs> like we've watched these teams play i don't want to do it anymore i'm good i've seen enough yeah of, I, like I, most I, of these teams and it's not going to get better you know like like the 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 new year's six games are not any better than this it's all this it's all this, this it's just this shit. it sucks it all sucks. I like the yeah. G5 bowls, but that's it, man. And that's just because those teams have a reason to care. They don't get to play for anything else. They're playing for this. If you're a P5 team playing in a New Year's Six Bowl, it means you failed. You get to play in the playoff. You get to compete for it, and you didn't make it. You failed. Yeah, I mean, like, there were eight or nine games,
1: total one of the bowl games, that I was kind of interested in coming into the year. We've already seen two or three of them, and they were, like, fine. Yeah. Um, And, the, I mean... Yeah, it's, I mean, whatever, dude. I guess the in between Christmas and New Year's, you've got to watch something on TV. Um,
0: sure.
1: Me, personally, I'm trying to watch, the, I'm trying to catch up with the Oscar favorites. And that's for the next segment of our podcast. Patrick, what have you been thinking about B- Banshees of Inner Sharon this week? <laughs> the what?
0: <laughs> the what now? <laughs> <laughs> I'm, not, I'm not familiar. Um, I'm not familiar with the program.
1: Yeah, I. I don't know. Like, it's... Do, you, do we want? Do we have more to talk about? What do we agree? We have another few four games to talk about no, here. No, we got, speed we, through?
0: we got no more bowl games. We're done. What what happened in uh, What happened in Argentina? What's going on?
1: Yeah. Okay. So World Cup shit. World Cup. We're talking yeah. about now. Yeah. Um, or you just being? You mean broadly kind of historical stuff? Um,
0: yeah. So on. yeah. How did all
1: the white people get there?
0: I've been informed that there are a lot <laughs> Dude, of white people there.
1: <laughs> first of all, okay. We thought, I, so I, there was a tweet that I, I had a tweet go kind of big during the game. Uh, about like what kind of racist Argentina is, Yeah. where I, I'm like, they were comparing the racism of, uh, people were just saying, you know, who's more racist, France or Argentina. Yeah. And the way I said it is like, France is Georgia racist. I'm just reading one of my own tweets here, by the way, yeah. if you guys have already seen this, apologies. Uh, <laughs> France is like Georgia racist uh, in the sense that like, they have a ton of uh, black people on their team and their culture uh, and they hate all of them. They're incredibly like vocally racist despite having to be a huge influence on the culture. Yes. Um. Argentina is like a, a Oregon racist, where they don't really have any black people anymore because they kicked all of them out, yeah. and they pretend like they're not racist, but they still are. But they just don't really interact with with black people at all. Yeah. Uh So that's that's kind of the levels of racism we're working with these two countries. Yeah. yeah the the uh, people
0: were the guilt in Argentina is enough that they will say that they that they are not, but they it's not that they will do anything about it, which is absolutely yeah. sort of Oregon levels. Yeah
1: and people were insane enough to like be quote tweeting me during the game i'm watching in argentina during this like basically asked me to give a history lesson on why argentina doesn't have black people like mm-hmm. like the fact that like the colonial like history of, of spanish uh colonialism of argentina exterminating you know black slaves is like something i should explain during yeah. like the 95th minute of a world cup game mm-hmm. um Yes, I'm just not going to riff online anymore. I just, just shouldn't. No one should riff anymore. Let's yeah. just have serious tweets only.
0: Yeah, we all uh, no we, fun. Yeah, we have to we have to explain the uh, cultural significance of all of the things that we post. It's it's very important that you, you understand the history behind everything that you say. Um, yeah. So anyway, beyond anyway, that, the game, yeah, the beyond game. that yeah <laughs> outside of outside <laughs> of uh, Argentina's racism, which of course we both uh, fully condemn and everything that we say uh, following this. Is uh, completely irrelevant because it is uh, coming from a country that is uh, racist. I guess we, we contemn all mm-hmm. of it, and none of it is none of it is worthy of talking about. Uh, anyway, I'm going to continue living in America, a, a completely good and normal. Country. Yeah
1: jesus and like you're saying this about like france too like by the way you bring them to france like <laughs> hey why does france Come like on. you're saying why doesn't argentina have black people why does france have black people do you yeah. want do you want to go through those two what's like, going you, on out Run there? these
0: numbers on this what are we doing yeah
1: let's <laughs> jesus christ anyway i'm not trying to get into all that i just want to tell a story because it would annoy me yeah uh, also while i'm doing this by the way michael pratt now coming back to tulane uh, okay. just a heads up for you all right um, i like that so. good news Cool. Um, but, uh, yeah, so I was at a, a I was, I obviously, if you guys don't know if listened to the podcast, I do live in Argentina currently. Um, I live in Buenos Aires, but I was watching the game in a city just south of Buenos Aires called Mar del Plata, which is, a, it's a beach city. It's like roughly the size of Columbus, Ohio, basically. Yeah. Um, uh, it was, I mean, so, so it, this is allegedly the biggest individual game watch in the country, uh, just in terms of people watching in one place. There was, a, I think they said there were like, uh, 70 or eighty thousand. it was more more like 45 or 50. yeah um but just this huge game watch on the beach with these three massive televisions set up there were people watching from like boats in the water people watching on the beach itself people watching from the hill above it like just people were climbing the like the like the uh the lamps and the flagpoles nearby to watch it like just an insane crowd yeah um there was uh a little baby and and its mother next to me uh, the mother was just letting the baby chug Coca Cola out of the bottle uh, <laughs> during the game. It was pretty sick. And uh, then she was pouring it into her Fournette and Coke to do it by herself as well. Yeah. Uh, the mom, who was just a single mother with this one baby, asked me to borrow a cigarette during the game, too. Okay. Uh, Love very, that. just smoked it, like holding her baby. Yeah. I, very, I don't know, dude. Not my job. Whatever. Yeah, very no. funny scenes. None of my, I was none drinking of my with my friends.
0: Yeah.
1: Yeah. Um, crazy party i mean my god dude like I, i've been part of some really cool sports moments in my life like i was fortunate enough to see ohio state win a title um while i was in college i was fortunate to be in new orleans when ohio state beat alabama and then run up to that title um i've seen so many ohio state michigan games i was in the stadium for the first ever overtime game when ohio state michigan with jt barrett um you know i've seen the penguins win three stanley cups in my lifetime I've seen the steelers win two super bowls i've been part of some really cool sports moments um, being in argentina when they won that world cup and just the raw emotion to experience, to be around, to share with these people, I mean, it, it honestly was like it, it reminds me why I love sports and, and like why you get this stuff in the first place. It was so beautiful to see and and as much as I talk about the craziness of Ohio state fans and it, you cannot compare it to what they experienced an entire country in the World Cup in Argentina. Yeah. like I don't think there is a place in the world that loves soccer more than that country.
0: Um, I know people say England, people say France, people say Brazil, whatever. Like England does not truly love anything. Those people are not capable no. of that emotion. It doesn't exist. Yeah, it's it, they they experience non hatred, but that's that's it. That's the only thing that they can experience. That's the only right. thing that can that can occupy the space that is not filled by hatred. There.
1: I mean, and just like the songs, like the, the most popular song is uh, it's called Muchachos. Uh, uh, you know, during the World Cup, and it's basically. It tells a story of uh, of you know the song goes like hey boys we're starting to dream again you know after all these finals we've lost uh, we were crying and and uh, you know like they're talking about like Diego Maradona dying and being fa- in heaven with his family and how he's like going out to support Leo and Messi and uh, how no one could possibly explain the feelings of someone who's not Argentinian and it's a really beautiful song but they sing it like as a, a like a you know a fight song like yeah. <laughs> during the games uh, and uh, it just goes around as a chant and uh, it's I mean crazy and like it's just. Like the game, I have videos of my social media that I posted, but like when that final penalty goal went in, uh, like my friends around me were weeping, like yeah. you know, grown men, uh, uh, you know, uh, children, uh, women, everyone around you was just like weeping and crying and hugging and celebrating, and uh, I mean the entire place erupted. You know, we were out celebrating until uh, fucking. Two or three in the morning i think and which is and i went in hours before anything ended you know what i mean yeah. Cause i had to work the next day at 10 a.m yeah uh, <laughs> like i had to go to work and i mean the party is going on all day uh, today uh, i'm recording this on on tuesday night uh today was the the parade that which people see on social media already yeah. uh in buenos aires here and unfortunately again i had to fucking work which is very annoying uh but there were four million people Jesus. uh on the parade route um, they arrived last night at Iziza, which is like the national airport, and uh, it's about 40 minutes drive outside of Buenos Aires proper. And people were lined up on the highway the entire way from the airport to the city. Oh, my God. Um, uh, uh, yeah, from uh, from from arrival last night all the way in, um, they were only able to drive uh, 12 kilometers, which is, what is that, like 40? five or not even five or six, it's like five or six miles. Is that right? I don't know. I, ha- kidding, I, not I
0: could not possibly tell you. I Your uh, guess is absolutely as good as mine.
1: <laughs> I should know this. I'm, I'm usually pretty good. At it. it's, it's about seven and a half miles. They're only able to go seven and a half miles in four hours um, throughout the parade route. Um, people, there were like many, many videos I've seen of people climbing up on on light poles, on on, on stoplights and like them collapsing from the weight and how people were on top of them. Mm-hmm. Um, people climbed inside the Obelisco, which is like, Climbed inside the the washington monument the jefferson Monument. what's the fucking tall straight one washington monument in, yeah. and, and dc um it's like it's just like that they climbed inside of it somehow uh and came up up to the top The people uh they were lining the bridges they they overtook the highways like you do during a major protest right uh they were they were lining the bridges above the route yeah. um there were a couple guys who uh jumped off of one of the bridges trying to get into the team bus to say hi to the players <laughs> oh like touch messy um, one of them made it in and Let's was uh, probably kicked off by security. Yeah. One of them, uh, uh, fell off the back, basically and went down to the pavement. Um, there were like, I mean, like the scenes that you see in the city during this, like, I, I am so sad I couldn't be at the, at the, at the, parade, but they had to call it off or they had to basically get, they had to get the players out on a helicopter cause they couldn't drive the bus any further. Yeah. <laughs> um, they had to extract the national team via helicopter from how crazy the parade was, um. I mean, Jesus. just unimaginable. There was some guy in the comments on Instagram post arguing that, that if the Buffalo Bills the Super Bowl, would be crazier than this. And oh I was like, God. you're you're absolutely out These of your people fucking are,
0: mind. This is a bait. This is a toddler to, versus a grown man. Come on. Let's, yes. It's let's let's <laughs> like there here. is.
1: Uh, and in fact, I'll go further. Like maybe the closest thing we've ever seen to this in sports, maybe not ever, but closest thing we've seen a long time to this in sports is when Canada won the gold medal in hockey in their own country on that golden goal with Sidney Crosby Uh, and there were riots in Vancouver and stuff like that. Like that was maybe a little bit comparable, but I think even then like the scale of of just the total support for the team in Argentina, the fact that it was Messi's final world cup, it's the greatest player ever uh, in this, in the country that cares more about soccer than anyone else in the world and it it's such a storybook World cup of the way that game played out too, right? Going up to nothing looking absolutely dominant in the first half. Um, and then giving up two goals in 90 seconds uh, to equalize to a um, to almost lose the 120th minute of extra time, right? When there was like a nearly mistake, where they nearly gave up. The, I don't know if you watched the game at all, but I, I watched uh, the, was, uh,
0: I watched the extra time and then the, the penalty shootout.
1: Yeah. I mean, you saw that goal that yeah. Emmy Martinez had to make the last second that, you yeah. know, was a, a fucking miraculous save. And, uh Debu is his nickname, debu Martinez. I was in Plata, where I was at, is his home city. So I'll tell some stories about that here too. But yeah. um, you know, uh like him making that last second save, the ball going all the way to the other end, and, and you know, Latorio Martinez, who was kind of like the villain of this team all tournament, people were like dogging him the whole time. Yeah. Uh who, who had a perfect opportunity with a header and, and put it fucking 15 feet wide of the net yeah. somehow, despite having a great opportunity. Uh, I mean, like so many things happen that to go back and forth. And then Debu. Uh, who's the goalkeeper there? He he um, played for Arsenal for many years. I think now plays for Aston Villa. He plays for Aston Villa. Yeah, yeah. Uh, is. One of the funniest athletes I've ever seen.
0: Yeah, he was like, the one in the uh, in the in the post game. If you guys saw doing the uh, holding the 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 glove up to his the golden hand on yeah, his yeah, dick, yeah, yeah <laughs> his dick in front of the the I don't know who it would have been, just some official the Qatari uh, shake yeah, of some kind, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah some spook, uh, just, just uh, <laughs> very good, very good, um, yeah, continue, and, and, yeah, and he does that all the time, like so so,
1: I mean throughout the whole tournament, like. He, not just this tournament, the past several tournaments. First of all, let me start here. Four years ago, when Argentina played in the 2018 World Cup in Russia, him and his brother went as fans. Like he bought tickets to go attend that, attend that tournament as a fan because he wasn't part of the team, wasn't even close to being selected. Um, he never really played for, for Arsenal at that point in time. Didn't get in until like a couple of seasons later. Um, when there's an injury, it was a fairly unknown player. Like he's not like a, a famous guy. He didn't really play. He wasn't like big in the Argentinian scene. He left to go to England like 11 years ago. Like, a relative unknown. And then he emerges there. He emerges the team uh, really going to the, the Copa America. They changed coaches to Lino Scaletti, uh, uh, Lino Scaloni, uh, uh, who is uh, uh, the head coach for Argentina. Mm-hmm. Uh, and he basically really came on with Scaloni and especially in the Copa America, which is the, you know, the, the Comey ball tournament here in South America um, in the semifinals, that tournament. And, and for context, Argentina had not won a Copa America, despite, you know, consistently being one of the two, uh best teams uh since 1993 prior to that so they won in 2021 um in brazil against brazil but the semifinals went to penalties with colombia uh and he was like it was during the pandemic so there was no one in the stands you just you could hear the audio of the whole game the way you can uh in some and some of those like basketball games we had during the pandemic yeah and he was just talking nonstop, like had a running dialogue with every player in the Colombian team as they have to the have to approach like he was like telling them he's like oh you look fucking nervous right now dude like that ball is too far ahead I know the way you like to stop there's no way you're gonna make this kick. just like talking the whole time <laughs> say, like saying I'm gonna eat you up I'm gonna eat this fucking ball watch this and then like doing it and talking shit back to them and like getting nearly getting in fights and he like developed a star reputation doing that and then you know they come into this uh this and he made how many goddamn penalty saves this tournament like did it against that was the hero against Holland uh, making penalty saves talk shit to their team did it again against against um, against if it's the final like just sh- I mean showing up in the biggest moments like you know he was filmed before that game saying if they want to score me they'll have to kill me like just like just an absolute psychopath and then and the game afterwards of course he does the celebration with his hand and, and all that and um, there I don't know if you, there's a video going around on argentinian social media I don't know if I think I post I don't know if you saw it where the team is celebrating and they they do uh they're doing like a conga line in the locker room yeah uh, and they're saying in Spanish like um uh moment of silence and then they all pause and then uh debu goes um uh which is like for Mbappe because he died uh, and then they all like lose their minds. to go again he's like dancing around he's he's like twerking in his underwear on video and like the live videos in front of everybody like i mean just an absolute fucking goofball and one of the, one of the biggest goons i've seen today he was uh he was like hammered shirtless in the bus he, i mean he's like if J.R. smith yeah. was like uh, was like a DPOY level player. You yeah. know what I mean? Yeah, like it's kind of, kind of like, like that.
0: He's like if Jr. Smith had scored like fifty five points in Game Seven to win <laughs> to win the finals. <laughs> <I> mean, <yeah. laughs> That's kind of what it's like. And I mean, he's so funny. And just what
1: I mean, just crazy star turn for him too. And um I mean, yeah, dude, I mean, the emotion of this team. Like I talked about Messi a lot. I, everyone has. I mean, I talked about Debu and those are like this and, and Julio Alvarez, the stars of the tournament. And of course, everyone's talking about Messi's legacy and what he's done, and it's tremendous, of course, to as uh, he scored in every single knockout game of the tournament, which is the first player to ever do that in the World Cup um, to to win a final. Um, I mean, tremendous performance from him. Uh, he also, I mean, but like Scaloni, their coach, uh, they played uh, in in the last forty three games; they have only one loss. And It's the Saudi Arabia in the first game of this tournament. Mm-hmm. Uh, I mean, they won six straight games. To win this thing uh, not just drawed or didn't lose but won six outright yeah their goal differential over his like 58 games as head coach is something like i think it's like plus 78 or something like that yeah like they're just dominating games nonstop. um after being under and kind of mismanaged for decades with all the talent they had to have him come in and just fix this immediately is i mean it's amazing dude like yeah. I, it's just <laughs> the emotions everyone feels like just the 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 tears, the joy, the the weeping, the celebration, the pandemonium—like it's going to go on for weeks. Like this is going to be just a thing that that I mean, it changes the because living here too, especially some of my friends who are younger people are—they're just in a bad place economically here as a country. They have terrible overinflation. Everyone's kind of resigned to the idea that like you know, and like innovation level that we cannot imagine the United States. Like the idea that basically, if you're a young person you will never be able to save money unless you go to a different country. Like yeah. you just will, unless you leave and go somewhere else, you will be kind of, you know, working, you know, a, a hand, you know, paycheck to paycheck forever. Yeah. Right? Living hand to mouth is what I would say. Um, and there's a lot of political problems, a lot of stuff going on here that's, that's not great for them uh, or for their families and all this stuff happens. But then you have this moment where like the number one thing to take their minds off that is after 36 years of kind of going through the desert they get to have this just incredible moment of just pure joy and catharsis, uh, that just makes all of that go away for a while and just makes everyone forget about that. Yeah. and to see it at a fairy tale level with the, you know, the greatest player who's ever lived, in my opinion in his final rodeo with all of these young guys, at least 21 to 22 year olds who, you know, there are pictures of Holy Novarez and McAllister as children, like, like, like saying hello to Messi when he like came to their games, yeah. like being, you know, eight years old and talking about him as their idol. And then getting to help him, you know, carry his way to a cup and to win the world cup and his final go. is like, and against his own teammate and bopping, one of the greatest, probably maybe you know, the greatest world cup final on modern memory. Yeah. It's just like, it's a storybook, dude. It's, it's a fairy tale. Like, it's it's unbelievable to watch that happen and for to be here for it. Um, not that it's about me too. I mean, this is one of the greatest memories of my life. I will have this forever. It's yeah. just crazy to be a part of.
0: Yeah. Well, and of course, we we do know to to to. Mention the coaching thing real quick. Losing to Saudi Arabia is a strategic decision because then you can ensure that all of your players will <laughs> remain alive for the rest of the tournament, um, which is uh, which is good thinking on his part. That's that's a brilliant uh, strategy because yeah. if you lose that game, work from him. Um, You do run the risk of Lionel Messi being killed, uh, which is not what you want. That's not good. That's not good for your for your team's uh, flow or sort of momentum. You don't want Lionel Messi to be uh, killed by the Saudi Arabian. So uh, no, good thinking no. there on on his part as well. Um, yeah, I, I don't have anything to. Add. I was not I was not there I watched uh, I, w- I watched the extra time I thought it was uh, very enjoyable I am not a not a big soccer person but it was um it was very moving to see the players sort of react after after you know finally locking it down with with how much that had been back and forth and the um the video of the Argentinian announcer I don't, I don't know if you I'm sure you saw Oh him, yeah um was, um was very good Um, it was just, it was good. It was, it was very, very good. I love seeing your videos. Um, I am curious what the, uh, what was the, the, the stuff that was getting all over like the people around you was like, like a little little white foam or something.
1: Yeah. It's almost, it's like this canned, it's not quite foam. It's hard to explain. It's like, you remember that, um, uh, silly shrink people used to spray. Yeah. It's like, instead of that came out in shrink form or kind of came out like Dot form,
0: almost. Okay. Okay.
1: Like it's like it's like uh, it's the I don't know. It's very weird. Um, but yeah, it kind of just everyone would spray it everywhere immediately after every goal or kind okay. of big moment. All uh, right, so we've got yeah, we got was, sort uh, of a
0: we got sort of a dip and dot situation. <laughs> yeah, there's
1: actually there's a video of a of a reporter who was at the parade today, who was like giving a live report. I think he was Argentinian, but speaking in English for a CNN correspondence or whatever. Yeah. Uh, and they came up to him and just like he got pulled off screen by a fan briefly and came back on and his. <laughs> face was completely covered in shit. <laughs> uh like it was like you got hit by a pie in an old comedy. Um it was like I mean it was uh it, it was it's the whole thing's nuts. But like I mean I'll try to post more videos I seen on social media too, but but just um dude, I mean everyone is just losing their minds. Also they had Messi drinking uh red wine today out of the um uh uh the uh, Corta which is basically I I can't really explain this I don't know why it happens but Argentinians here when they're drinking in the streets They cut off like the top third of a Coke bottle, like a two liter bottle of Coke. Okay. And they, they pour in like some Fernet, which is, uh, it's like Jaeger kind of. Yeah. Uh, and then pour in more Coca Cola back in there or like keep some Coca Cola in there. Okay. And they just drink out of that. Uh, I don't know why they do it. Like they all have cups, obviously. Like you see to go cups all the time. It's like that's their only option. Yeah. They just love to do that at like parties and shit. Yeah. Um, so they had messy drinking red wine at like, you know, in the fucking, uh, 90 degree heat at 11:30 a.m. out of the out of the cup bottle like he's from he's like a little uh, Torito from Rosario. Yeah, uh, it's uh, that's
0: very funny. very funny. It, it it's is, very funny. I I had not seen any of the people saying like oh the only thing that could match this is like the Bills winning a Super Bowl. It's so funny to think that that Americans could could produce that kind of joy for anything. No, they can't. There's insane,
1: <laughs> completely deranged. Like Come you on. are.
0: Come on. Yeah, it,
1: it's there's there's nothing. There's nothing close. Again, the only thing even in the ballpark to me was that Canada win. And that even is like not the same. Like, yeah.
2: Yeah,
0: I, mean, I don't
1: think anyone who lives basically in the first world could have something like this.
0: Yeah, the best thing that can happen from the Bills winning a Super Bowl is that Timothy McVeigh won't blow up a building. Like, that's it. That's the only thing that that can produce. It's going to save like 20 lives if the Bills win a Super Bowl, but that's it. It's not going to, nobody's going to have, nobody's going <laughs> to. And it's going to cost 40 yeah, it's, it's gonna it's going to cost a whole lot more going through de- various yeah. tables or, you know, alcohol a- a- Every
1: like American that. Super Bowl is actually just a trolley problem <laughs> <laughs> situation. Yeah, which city needs this more?
0: Yeah. <laughs> 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 oh man and that's why new england but, keeps uh, winning them you have you you know what if i'm gonna live in boston yeah. i guess i'm gonna have to get a lot of championships or else uh everybody's gonna everybody else is gonna have to deal with it everybody's gonna everybody's gonna have to suffer because bill simmons is really sad and uh we yeah, just we that's can't right. have that um yes yeah, yeah. I, mean, I did say
1: also one thing really funny by the way is that uh I know I said it's, like, not the same as American sports, but there were so many things I saw in the crowd that are just like, oh, this is, like, an Ohio State crowd sometimes, like an Ohio State game watch. Yeah. Like, the guy behind me, the old guy behind me was listening. To, like, he had earphones in listening to the radio broadcast because he didn't like the national announcers. Yes. I was yeah. like, oh, that's funny. That's a classic. Yeah. <laughs> that's a classic old guy thing to do in the States. There was, like – a woman who was like had her dog dressed up in a jersey, and everyone else was annoyed by who was kind of nearest.
0: Yeah.
1: Um. You know, I mentioned like the baby drinking inappropriate drinks and, and do, having cigarettes smoked do, by it. Do we, I, like, yeah, I feel like I'm a right now.
0: It seems like it's uh, very. It seems like it's very warm in there, so I suppose there wouldn't be this. But is, this, is there? Is is there a tradition there of, of jersey over top of sweatshirt? Because that's a classic <laughs> American move. Um. No. Not you should, really. Dude, you there could there bring is, it. This. You could bring it there. You could be the one. You could be the the innovator who starts doing that. I definitely could. I definitely could be doing that. But just in general, like the whole, like,
1: uh, every man in the city, every, like, boy and man is just wearing the jersey everywhere they go. Like, they must have five copies of it because it's, like – or just aren't washing it because everyone I see in the street is wearing the Jersey.
0: Yeah. Yeah. They're wearing, um, they're wearing it to work. They're wearing it to school. They're wearing it everywhere they go. That's awesome. That, literally. That, I, I, yeah. I like that quite a bit. Um,
1: it's, it's really crazy dude. I mean uh, also like just carrying the flags around too, like the, like just the scale of flags. I mean, yeah. it's uh, it's fucking nuts. It's, it's like guys I know who never watch soccer just come out of the woodwork. Like, like, like people who, like if you met these guys in the states, you're like, oh, this guy has never watched sports in his life. Like, know, yeah, I mean, just kind of like a skinny man who like rides a bike too often and like yeah. has a lot of tattoos and is a DJ. Yeah. Who like you're like, oh, that guy doesn't watch a football game in ten years. But yeah. like, they're all fanatics for the team. It can tell you like the tactics of Scaloni, what's <laughs> like you know good or <laughs> good or bad about them. Uh, just different personalities. I mean, it's it's the the scale of it here is is unimaginable. I think to to an American sports fan, and um, and that's coming from me, right? Yeah. Like, that's coming from me, who is in the top i'm like the you know the delta force of insane people for sports yeah you're the crazy you
0: you were actually named 2019's craziest ass white boy in america so that was actually (laughs) it really means a lot coming from you and you are trying to you're trying to to claim the title in argentina as well and i think the sweatshirt move would really put you over the top there
1: i I do think they i I mean you can look i'm not trying to i'm not trying to claim like i'm i'm for Argentina here but uh but I've been well received. I think my fandom's been well received. It's been people love that. People think it's very amusing. Basically, that I've like gone as hard as I have for this stuff. Yeah. Um. Uh, I I think. Uh, uh, I don't know. They're, the the I I've I've made some friends out here, man. I think I've become a bit of a an outsized character uh, okay. during the game watches. People think it's very very funny. There's like a, a, an American who's like you know cheering for the games, and I have like the shirts and all that. They think it's they think it's fucking hilarious, honestly. Yeah. Uh, which it's cool to be a mascot, you know. Yeah. Like. Uh, Especially, I like in Buenos Aires, it's a little more common. You'll see people from all over. But when I was in Mar del Plata, which is just like a mid-sized city, like it's it's like they're like like why the fuck are you here? Like, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> like Dude, the concept it, that I was there that was just it was just uh, unimaginable and
0: in, yeah, uh, very it, amusing. In 2026, what we need to do is we need to send you and DJ both down to Argentina for, <laughs> to, to to watch the World Cup again, and then I'm going to go. Well, come... the the
1: World Cup is in the states.
0: Yeah, it's in the states, but I'm saying you need to watch it in a in a country that cares about it. Um, oh, so, yeah, yeah. so we, we can we can send you down to Argentina and then I'm going to come with you guys and just sort of document everything that happens to you because I think that uh, the only other person I know who would be immediately taken to like that is DJ. I think that DJ would, uh, would have a similar... <laughs> I mean, they, they would name him fucking King of Argentina by the time he leaves. <laughs> Dude,
1: it is like... Uh, especially because like, when I arrived here, like all, my Spanish was dog shit. Like I really couldn't speak much Spanish at all when I when I came, you know, last year for the first time. Yeah. Uh and now like the fact that I never really learned it formally. Like I took a couple years in school or whatever, but I never really learned Spanish formally. And that basically I I'm nearly fluent now, but all the Spanish that I speak is like Argentinian Porteño Spanish. yeah They think is so fucking funny. <laughs> like like that all <laughs> <like that> I'll, <laughs> I'll, I'll be like, you know, I'll answer a question, I'll be like, "Oh, vio baludo." And they're like, "Like what the fuck?" Like, why? <laughs> like, <laughs> like it's been, like, so for people who don't like speak Spanish or don't know much about, I don't know why you wouldn't know much about South American Spanish dialects, like Argentinian Spanish, particularly uh, Spanish in, in Buenos Aires, which someone from Buenos Aires is called a Pluteno, um, and the accent is called Rio Plotense uh, on the river plate. Um, like it is probably the most distinct accent and like regional uh, dialect in Spanish. Yeah. Like it's way different from anything else you hear. Like maybe, maybe Dominican Spanish is, is comparable, but like, you know, very distinct from other from other areas and uh like if i've gone to mexico and spoke in like speaking spanish people and like been in new york and speaking spanish people who who are native there, like where the fuck are you from like like, oh (laughs) like where did you learn this at uh it's it's really funny i mean I, i had an argument with a bouncer one time in new york because uh she was speaking spanish to someone else and i asked her where she was from and I said de Donde Sos, which is like correct here, but the formal Spanish of Spain or of certain other countries would say de Donde eres. Yeah. And she argued back and forth with me, and I had to like explain that she was actually wrong and I was right. Um,
2: <laughs> 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 but
1: uh, but yeah, I mean like all uh it's i think it's i think my my whole spanish experience here for other people is very fucking funny they find it incredibly amusing so i'm happy to provide some some joy and some mirth to these people
0: the immediate comparison that would come to mind for me is like a chinese guy living in the deep south like a chinese immigrant moving to like southern alabama that would be that would be really good like learning english for the first time from like gus malzahn that would be really good Have you?
1: have you seen the video of the uh, white kid that got adopted by Taiwanese parents and, and like doesn't speak any English?
0: I did not. Uh, no, I did not.
1: Uh, or he speaks like very little English, basically. But it's it's <laughs> it's a very funny video because if you just saw it, you would assume it was like a white guy doing a very racist impression. <laughs> Of like a chinese person but it's just a kid who was adopted by chinese parents and or taiwanese parents and grew up in taiwan well i don't want to get into my opinions on yeah. china and taiwanese politics we'll avoid mm-hmm. that but uh, uh you know and like and it just looks like a regular white kid from like you know buffalo or something i don't know why i'm a buffalo so much this episode yeah uh but who, who like doesn't speak any english is like doing this very racist accent
0: <laughs> it's oh, it is
1: incredibly man. funny but um well, yeah, I don't know, man. It's, it's <laughs> well, <laughs> I'll send you that video if I can find it. Yeah. Well, um, on
0: that on that note, Ryan, do you have anything else from uh, reporting from the ground here at the at the at the World Cup before we get out of here? I guess you're not at um, the World Cup. You were you were you were at the World Cup, but unfortunately, you were kicked out for um, your, yeah. your beliefs. But um, from the, would the real say, World Cup, I would simply,
1: I would simply say, muchachos, nos podemos la uh boys we're starting to dream again that's right uh they've inspired me and my buckeyes uh i will be taking the after ryan day is fired i will be importing a course on how to take argentinian mindset to buckeye football yeah Um, i will withhold this until ryan day is gone it's my bargaining chip with gene smith okay but uh i will be instructing the buckeye faithful on how to party like an argentinian how to cheer like an argentinian And how to bring Argentinian mindset to Ohio State football uh, in the very near future.
0: That's right. Um, And we will be back on the premium show, as I mentioned, with the transfer portal stuff, with recruiting stuff, um, and also with uh, naming off the funniest kind of accents that each race can have. Uh, So you're going to have to subscribe specifically for for that. Uh, But uh, I guess until then, we will, um, I don't know, just keep listening to this one. Just listen to this one over and over again, really kind of bump up those plays, and then uh, we'll be back. We're recording that on Thursday, so it'll be up uh, probably Thursday night or Friday morning. Um, so yeah, that's, that's it. That's all I've got. Uh, we'll talk to you guys then.